Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brandon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, boy, what's going on? Oh, man. Great to hear your voice two days in a row. This feels like Christmas Whoa. in February. You know what? It's like Groundhog's Day. Forget <laughs> Valentine's Day. It's like Groundhog's Day in here. Though, and it's so funny because we're trying a new, a new approach. You guys don't know this. A little bit behind the scenes. Me and Mike, for the longest time when we do these shows, we don't see each other. I, I'm I'm viewing at a spot in the back of the wall, and I'm just talking away. But Mike's like, hey, let's, let's zoom this thing up, you know? So this is the first one we actually get to see each other, which is great because I was joking with him earlier. Sometimes I'll watch the YouTube channel, and I'll say some hilarious joke, and I realize that bastard ain't even paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, I can't get away with that anymore. Can't do it so. anymore. <laughs> but, man, we've got a fun topic to discuss on this episode of the show. We kind of hit it at it on the last episode. The mm-hmm. SEC, now with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, they are going to the pods. I mean, it's yep. it's all but official. They just yep. got to figure out if it's going to be eight-game SEC schedule, which we currently have. If we're going to expand to nine, that answer will come, but... Whether, whether it's immediately in 2024 when Texas and Oklahoma come or if it's in mm-hmm. 2025, 2026, whatever, we are going to a nine-game model at yep. some point in time. Just there's too much money on the table. There's too many good teams. we got to rotate the schedule. That's why we're blowing this thing up. No more East Division. No more West Division. Yeah. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But uh, we did have some potentially big news in the SEC here on Tuesday, I ain't saying death of the dynasty by any means, but hey, Todd Bunkin, uh, the, the yeah. engineer of Georgia's outstanding offense, off to the yeah. NFL, hired by the Baltimore Ravens. So Georgia, all of a sudden, Shane, I mean, again, they're still going to be the pick to, to yeah. win the East. You look at that schedule, I mean, hell, they should go 12-0, and but Suddenly, there's there's kind of some cracks in the foundation, and, and even that may be too strong. But Todd Munkin gone, Stetson Bennett gone, total rework here of or or reloading is probably what they're the more accurate description down there. But uh, I think if you're an, a fan of the other SEC East teams, you're at least at least gives you a little glimmer of hope now that uh, Todd Munkin is off to the NFL. What what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it's interesting uh, because, you know, the talks have started with Georgia potentially being the next Nick Saban in Alabama. And and one of the things that you could always look at with Georgia and Alabama is they've always got great recruiting classes. But what's made Nick Saban so successful is when he loses coordinators, and he does often – he typically finds a perfect replacement and sometimes even better than the year prior. Now, obviously, last season was a hiccup, you know, but looking at that track record, it's been pretty impressive. How does Kirby 
How does Kirby move forward in that? Because they're always going to be vultures. You, you got Lanning leaving. You, you now you, you now lost your OC. It's it, it's going to be a revolving door down there. And I think that's that's where we is this uh, is this something that can last for ten years, or is this going to be a one hit wonder? So I, I think this is a crucial hire, man. Um, I don't know if you've got a short list ready or anything like that, but you know if if Georgia's going to be that dynasty as we we like to coin it already it, it's it it's imperative that kirby gets somebody in there and they don't miss a step you know that we can't rebuild coaching staffs we got to keep doing the georgia football that we saw this year well here's the thing shane i mean as soon as todd munkin left for the nfl within the hour they already named their next offensive coordinator. So, oh shit, I, I, that shows how how close I was to it. So, <laughs> hey, it's Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm not even gonna get want to get into to what's been going on down there. You you're locked in with the misses. But- <laughs> let me look real quick before you go down this path. When she says and you ask her what do you want for Valentine's Day, and she says, "Oh, I don't need anything." Oh, that's a rookie mistake. She did want something, and I didn't get it. So we had to go out to dinner. I have been off the grid, no call of duty, nothing. You know, I am zoned in. So I have got. I am in the doghouse right now, Mike. So, so I'm sorry. I missed the OC hire. But uh, who is it? I am curious. So they're bringing back. He was already on staff. He's been all over the SEC. He's been Georgia's. Offensive coordinator Mike Bobo, who was he was an analyst last season at Georgia, but uh, obviously the first year under Brian Harson, he was Auburn's offensive coordinator. The year Will Muschamp got fired at South Carolina, he was South Carolina's offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And people look at that Shane and they say, "My God, this is the guy that uh, they put up record numbers when they had Aaron Murray down there, but." Yeah. It was kind of the, the beginning of the end for Mark Richt. Mike Bobo was his offensive coordinator, and then Bobo got the Colorado State head coaching job, and a year yeah. later, Mark Richt was fired. So you know, this is not an exciting name by any means. I think a lot of the other SEC fans are kind of poking fun at, at Georgia, but at the end of the day, Shane, what is it that I say time and time again? The players matter more than the coaches. That's not to say these coaches don't matter, because yeah. you know, there, there are some elite coaches in the SEC. But give me Georgia's roster, which are, they got better roster than anybody they're facing. Mike Bobo is not going to derail this thing. He's not going to, uh, you know, reinvent the wheel down there. They're going to stick to a lot of the same principles they were running under Todd Munkin, and and he was working hand in hand with Todd Munkin the last yeah. two seasons. So again, they're not going to blow things up. Um, he is a great recruiter, but you know, again, not not a. But but I mean, but Mike, I'm a great recruiter. If you take me down to Athens, you know what I you know what I'm saying. It's like that that doesn't mean anything. The problem I have with Mike Bobo is we've we've tried pumping him up at the last two SEC stops, and I'm not I'm not shitting on Georgia. I mean, the Bulldogs are still having parades down there, and they should. I'm just saying, I am not. I, I wouldn't be. I just found out. And this raw emotion here from Cousin Shane, but I'm just not wowed. You know, mm-hmm. I think there will be a drop-off. And I think – I know players are the most important part, but when you look at that Ohio State game, 
that came down to coaching there at the end and and good and and not to mention the players but if if that is a bad coach back there then we're we're not talking about uh, another national championship we're talking about a team that had a great year but couldn't finish it yeah no i mean I, that's a hell of a point i mean you could certainly say alabama had the talent to win the national championship but yeah. why didn't they because they didn't have the right coordinators down there so again i think this does give you hope if you're another sec squad but i don't think it's going to certainly be enough for anyone to be crazy enough not to pick georgia to win the sec east heading into next season but hell crazier things have happened you know what (laughs) but is it let me ask you because kirby is in a weird situation uh you can't just go out and get an upcoming OC. You need somebody, it feels like, with a track record. But there's not too many that are willing to take that job. I mean, when you're looking at Georgia, you're you're like, you, you know, it's like the Ravens of the NFL, or do I go to the number one team in the country and be an OC down there? And, and just to, it, it seems like, you know, the knock on Saban was, was he has the rehab going down there. Well, Sometimes that's that's who he can get, you know. Are are you going to see? Do you you feel because I mean you can say the thing about Mike Bobo. I mean he was not. He's 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 kind of been beat up a few times. You you mentioned South Carolina. You mentioned his his head coaching job there at Colorado State. It's mm-hmm. he's not had a successful run since he left Georgia. It doesn't feel like. Do you do you feel like that's what we're going to start seeing? revolving down there in Georgia's kind of that rehab mentality with the, with the coaching staff. Yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought of it quite like that, but um, you know, throw Will Muschamp into that mix. I mean, how many times that guy going to get fired (laughs) now he's down there in Athens and you know, he looks like one of the best assistants in the country. So you may be onto something there, Shane. And you know, if I'm a Georgia fan, I think that gives me hope that Mike Bobo will do well. Because he's going to have all this talent to work with. And I thought, particularly that last year at at South Carolina, I thought he did a good job, Shane. You remember they were a rushing machine. Well, yeah. Their quarterback, he was awful. His name was Colin Hill, I think. They they got him from uh, Colorado State. I think they brought him in to be a backup. Their starter got hurt or something. And then... And then, you know, with Shane Beamer, we're, we're all excited about what they brought there, but the offense was a train wreck because yeah. they had lost Mike Bobo. And then, you know, certainly Auburn was not elite on offense, but they lost Mike Bobo, and then all of a sudden they're god-awful. So, right. you know, I think he did he did an average job, I think, yeah. for being kind, uh, at Auburn and South Carolina. He's If he does an average job at Georgia, again, they're good enough to win the SEC maybe – even win the national championship again. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe not. When you get into those primetime playoff matchups, Mike yeah. Bobo, can can he get you over the hill? That That's the question I'm asking myself if I'm a Georgia fan. Right, and and I think the, the Georgia recipe has been from within, you know, so just keep, keep them coming up uh, and, and – I, I, if you get an, an excellent opportunity to bring somebody from the outside that maybe has had a bad luck on their own, absolutely, we'll we'll bring you into the Athens rehab. But <laughs> you know the the recipe's there, and it has worked at Tuscaloosa. It has worked at some other universities, and and uh, hell, it's kind of working in Georgia, like you said. So um, I'm just curious, man. It, it's 
Like, what's the desire for an OC to go to a job like that unless you can prove that you're going to land a, a head coaching position? I mean, we've got now a head coach in Oregon. Uh, we got an OC in, um, in 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 the NFL, which you know, I, I, I'm curious. Like, like he could have had opportunities to to be a head coach in college football. I, I wonder what the desire was for him to go to the NFL at a at the same position you know so uh that one i kind of scratched my head a little bit but you know if you can keep bringing coordinators in and then get it, giving them head coaching opportunities that's mm-hmm. the fuel man that's that's the revolving door you need down there right and, and the only thing i'll add on that shane the just the main reason i hear i heard Munkin wanted to go for the nfl nothing bad about kirby or, or georgia but mm-hmm. just just that's life of uh of a college coach is tough now, man. You know, all summer yeah. you got to do these camps, you got to recruit, you got to deal with NIL. Whereas in the NFL, if those opportunities come up, you get to do football X's and O's. And then yeah. when you're out of the office, you get to live your life. It's not exactly that way for college football anymore. And, and, uh, you know, when you're damn near 60 years old, I don't know yeah. how much of your time you want to be spending recruiting 16 17 and 18 year old guys if you don't have to you know what i mean hell i'm 40 mike i don't want to drive to walmart i can't imagine <laughs> driving to mobile alabama and birmingham and you know hot ass louisiana trying to get this kid to come to my school that would be miserable every day you're on the road so i i get that that side man i definitely would have chose the nfl route if i if i had a shot <laughs> All right, Chase. So, hey, let's get into this uh, SEC scheduling model. And before we do, you know, we got to, uh, you know, take just take a moment here, Shane. I just thought this was kind of interesting to to kind of talk about. But uh, so this season, mm-hmm. we wish Texas and Oklahoma were coming already. But what this means, this is going to be the final year that we're going to have the East and West divisions in the SEC. So. Yeah. I just thought it would be interesting real quick to run this down, Shane. The last time each SEC team won a division title, again, this will be the last opportunity they have to do it. So, obviously, Georgia and LSU, they just did it. You're right. Alabama in 2021, Florida in 2022, Auburn 2017, Missouri. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. You said Florida 2022. Oh, I'm sorry, 2020. There a lot of a lot of yeah. twos in there. 20 the COVID yeah. year. 2020 Florida won the East. Uh 2017 Auburn won the West. How about this one, Shane? Missouri 2014. Mm-hmm. They're right up there with with Florida and Georgia. That's crazy. South Carolina 2010. Tennessee 2007. Arkansas 2006. Mississippi State 1998. And then the four I haven't mentioned, Shane, Ole Miss, A&M, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt, they have never won a division title. So this will be the, the only opportunity they have, Shane, to oh snap those streaks. But uh, I, I don't know. It's just kind of wild to think about this is your last opportunity to win so, an SEC division title. Re- repeat the ones that have not. So who, who Ole who's going to do it this year? Okay. Which I think they got an outside shot here. Texas A&M dark horse or yeah they were your pick last year they didn't quite get it (laughs) I'm gonna tell them last place so they have a little motivation to get there (laughs) Kentucky 
which yeah. who knows? They catch fire. They've come come close a time or two. And then Vanderbilt. Those are the only four that have never mm. won an SEC division title. All right, Mike, you got to pick one. You put $100 on it. Out of those teams, <laughs> who is going to win the title? I think the the answer most people would give is A&M. But, yeah. again, hey, this is the offseason of hype. I'm not, I'm not trashing them, but – I don't. I don't think it's trashing them to say, you know, I've kind of lost some confidence. We got to see him do it. I'm not going to project that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky. I I love the moves Kentucky have made, but this year, Shane, they catch. They got Bama. Bama out of the West. <laughs> so I can't go Kentucky. I got to go Ole Miss. Okay. All right, Mike, and uh, I'm going down. I'm going down again with the Aggies, baby. <laughs> if you keep betting on it, eventually it'll happen. Even a broken clock's right twice a day, you know. So, uh, I, if I'm picking out of all those, I'm uh, I, I, again. I like Kentucky. I like the moves they've made. Yep. But Georgia and Alabama—that's a tough one. Uh, give you know, give and not to say that A&M and Ole Miss doesn't have tough tough opponents either, but. There's just something about it. I see it over your shoulder there. The Texas A&M 12th man, I got to go with them. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, if they've got the pieces in place, if Bobby Petrino breathes mm-hmm. life into that offense. Yeah. Again, I mean, it's it's. – I don't think it would be as wild as LSU winning the West last year. Right. A&M winning it this year. And, and hell, I don't I don't know anybody that picked LSU to do it. And, they, and hell, they did it. Wouldn't that be something? Be have win the championship right before Texas comes over. <laughs> you know, have the parade in their backyard. <laughs> so that being said, Shane, let's look ahead to how the SEC scheduling model, what it should look like here with the pods. Mm-hmm. We're assuming it. Let's just assume it's going to be a nine-game SEC schedule, which it will eventually, whether they do that immediately or not. They will get it ironed out at some time. So that means they'll have each SEC team will have three permanent opponents, and they'll rotate the other six so they can play everybody in a two-year span. So what we're trying to do here, Shane, is nail the perfect three permanent opponents for every single SEC team. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense, Mike. Now This is your list. This yeah. is your list. I don't have a list. I'm just going off of your list. So, I mean, how can you mess this up, Mike? You know? <laughs> and I, I will say this, because they talked about it last uh, offseason. They did not, obviously, come to a decision. But Jimbo Fisher, he leaked it at Media Days, who who they said A&M will be playing annually. So, I got to throw this into the mix. Jimbo Fisher says A&M will be playing Texas. Okay. No surprise. LSU, mm-hmm. which is kind of like their big rival currently in the yep. SEC, and Mississippi State, which is a little bit of a wild card there. But if Jimbo's accurate, and because I don't think he was supposed to say this, but he <laughs> he said it by mistake, so uh, that that helps complete the a, a little piece of the puzzle there. At least Texas A&M's three. Yeah, and and two. I guess the one that stood out to me was. With South Carolina not being on there, uh, you know they kind of forced that rivalry on us, right? And but it they do have a trophy, and and you wonder, I was wondering how that's going to look because 
naturally when you're looking at this pod situation you're gonna you're gonna think of the teams that you play on an annual basis and clearly that was not a factor in this one so uh very interesting mississippi state was uh chosen there now before i get into uh, team by team who the three teams are shane i got a list here of looks like seven matchups here i call these must play games these are you cannot leave these off the list uh i'll go through them and then you let me know if there's any that i missed that that you think are are games that must be played annually and for me it starts with the iron bowl of course alabama auburn that's in-state opponents yes we gotta play that one right gotta gotta play that one not even a question mike that's i i think when you think of the 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 word like the biggest rivalry in college football Everyone that I know in my little circle brings up the Iron Bowl. So I'm with you there. Right. And then Florida, Georgia. We got to play that one. Florida, Georgia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Any any neutral site game should be on this list. Uh, are you talking Texas, Oklahoma, too? Are you you going to be doing their pod as well? All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're All SEC right. yeah. now, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's good. That's, that's good. Thanks for getting used to, you know. <laughs> So that, that's clearly on the list. Oklahoma, Texas, we'll keep at one. Texas versus Texas A&M. I think we got to add this to the list as well. Yes. Got to be there. Got to be there. It's a, I mean, that was a, a rivalry before. We've talked about it ever since, and we got to keep it rolling. So, yeah, bring those guys in. And I think we've said this many times, maybe the most underrated rivalry in all of college football, the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. That's a must-keep. Must keep, must keep for me, Mike. I, I think that's one of those that, especially here lately, has become such a great game to watch. So that's not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, Got to keep these two go. To, I mean, when you talk in-state, and, and I think that's one of the things that you're bringing up. These are two teams that are inside one state. Those are the ones that you kind of need to circle anyway. Right. Uh, and then anytime a game's got a nickname, Shane, we got to put it all there. The Deep Souths. Oldest rivalry, Auburn, Georgia. Yeah. Games like this, this is a reason we're going to the to the three permanent so we can keep games like that, Auburn, Georgia. That, that's got to be on the list too, right? Absolutely, Mike. Absolutely. Games lost a little bit of luster here lately, but don't let it sleep on you. I mean, here in a couple seasons, we're gonna, we may be having another tight, tight matchup here. Now, the only other one I've got on my must play, and you kind of already referenced it, in-state opponents here – Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Um, you know, yeah. that, I know that's not like a historically great game or anything, but there's some bad blood there, and keeping it in-state, we, we just got to play that one, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a Tennessee fan, keep that one penciled in, my friend. <laughs> that's one of those teams that's never won a conference game, you know? So, or not a conference, you know what I mean. So, uh, just kidding. I, I, I always think back, you, don't, you never really thought about this as a rivalry, but then – Franklin came through there, and I'm telling you, there's you talking to the old guys like me, man. That you, you think about that, and, and the the games that were played, it, it it it's it's a rivalry. So yes, it's in state. It's right next. It's right down the street, two three mm-hmm. hours from us. So we got to have them on the list for sure. Now those are the only ones, Shane, that I've got on my list that are must be played. But I do got a couple other ones that. Very, very close to that list. And I would say uh, 
what, what do you got? What, what would top your list there? Yeah, must be played. Um, one of the, I guess, one of the first ones that popped to my mind. Um, well, I've got two, brother. But I, I'm just going to be honest with you. The first one that came to my mind was Florida and LSU. Mm. I just think that's such a great game. That's become such a great game. Now it's not one maybe your grandfather talked about, you know. But, but I think the last ten, fifteen years that has just been such an exciting matchup. Uh, and I think that rivalry has gotten gotten better as as we've gotten older. So that's the first one, and the other one for me was Tennessee Kentucky, just because we hate Kentucky, they hate Tennessee. It's perfect. We got the bourbon bed, <laughs> you know. We got to keep that rolling. So those those are the uh, the first two that popped in my mind. Interesting. When you said uh, you know Tennessee, I thought you'd say Alabama versus Tennessee, but uh, that, that didn't quite make the cut for you? Well, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. Just because you beat them once in the last 15 years, I'm still I, – I, obviously, obviously, it, it is a rivalry. But I don't know, maybe because we're in, in basketball season or something now, I'm thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to have – damn, Mike, you got to have Alabama. Tennessee, Alabama, third Saturday in October. Yeah. Definitely going to be on there. Probably a lot of – Vol fans are pissed that I didn't say that one first, but if you stop and think, I don't have a list. I'm going off your list, so right, right. Uh, but definitely, I think you just nailed Tennessee's three teams right there. Right. How about uh, Alabama LSU? Is that a must? I mean that that has become one of the best games in the country. But I don't, man. I just I don't know if we can keep it because Alabama's already got Auburn. They're potentially got yeah. Tennessee. I mean, I mean. We love all these games, but I don't know if, if that quite makes the cut. Yeah, that one's that one's a little tougher, man, because I'm with you. You Auburn makes sense. Tennessee makes sense. These are teams that but LSU is just it's just we've played some really good games lately. And I think the 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 knock on, on LSU and Alabama is just that typically these two teams are always in the top ten and mm-hmm. when they play it's a top ten matchup. So that's why it's become more of a, uh, I guess, a focal piece here because it's usually a 3.30 game CBS, you know? Right. And then the only other one that I see, and I think they'll keep us one, Arkansas versus Texas. I think that is a potential great rivalry that um, I I hope they make at an annual game. I do too. I I do too. And and I think that – the, you know, that's a game that we've not talked about really in a long time. I mean, obviously we talked about it when they played that year, but uh, this is one of those that is a storied rivalry, and uh, it's just going to take a little getting used to, but I, I think that it's important that they come back for sure. Um, obviously you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma earlier. Um, one that that's kind of on my radar I know, I know. Arkansas fans do not want to hear this, but man, that Mizzou Arkansas matchup <laughs> has been great. You know, border yeah. war there. I just think that it's important for recruiting, and and I, I think the proximity. Uh, you definitely want to maybe consider that. Would you consider that in the top, like in in their three pod there? Yeah, that is. Well, so let's just get right into it. That that is firmly. On my Arkansas three, it's Texas, which we just referenced. Yeah. It's Missouri, which they hate to even consider that a SEC league game. But, <laughs> hey, I'll throw them a bone here, Shane. Arkansas fans, 
They love that LSU series. Yeah. So that would be my third. And I would, just to appease the great fans there of Arkansas, uh, you know, know, one thing that I think really bothers them is playing that Missouri game as the last game during rivalry weekend. So let's flip that back to LSU. Rivalry weekend, LSU-Arkansas, that is normally LSU playing Texas A&M. That's why they moved that Arkansas game. But I have to believe that Texas, Texas A&M, will be the Thanksgiving rivalry week game. So that frees up LSU-Arkansas, the battle for the golden boot. Make that the rivalry. And then, again, Arkansas may not be happy playing Missouri, but if they get that LSU game on Thanksgiving, it's – it's kind of a you, – you may lose something, but you're getting something back. So I think it makes everybody yeah. happy. Yeah, I mean, it, I, that's that's the key word, happy. I, I don't think you're going to make everyone happy in this situation. But, right. you know, the, you got to find the top three for everybody, not just certain teams. And and, mm-hmm. and it's got to make sense. You Like this – I joked earlier about the Texas A&M, South Carolina. That never made sense to me. They were so far away. You know, they just – there's just no draw to that game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, four or five years into the thing, then it becomes a, a pretty cool matchup. And I think that's what's going to happen here. That we're, these pods are going to take some getting used to, but then you're going to be used to them, you know? Right. So I, I, I didn't want to skip Alabama, but Alabama, so we already said Auburn. We got to play that yeah. one. Let's throw Tennessee into that mix. Yeah. And this may seem – you know, you might be what the hell? Why is this one? Mississippi State, the closest two <laughs> uh, campuses uh, in the SEC. They've been playing football for 100 years. Yes. Uh, you could throw LSU in there, but I don't know. That, that'd be a tough – that's almost like three juggernauts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think Mississippi State, Alabama, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you're right with Mississippi State. And if you've not watched an Alabama-Mississippi State, this is a stat you should know that they are extremely close together. Proximity, I think, is very, very important. Uh, you know, it makes sense to keep these pods close together. So, uh, yeah, I, I am I'm on board with this matchup. And I think Alabama's good with it, too. Right. You got Tennessee. You got Auburn. Mississippi State makes sense. You've been playing them every year. So, uh, I, think you, I think you nailed this one. Now, how about Auburn, Shane? I've got, again, obviously the Iron Bowl. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Georgia, we've already talked about that. These are must. But you're sitting there and saying, "My God, we got a pod against Alabama, Georgia. We got we got to throw them a bone here." So I I threw Vanderbilt as the third one, and, and you know I'm not trying to disrespect Vanderbilt, but you you need a break. You know you need you, you, it's got to be at least somewhat competitive here. And those those campuses are are fairly close together, Nashville and Auburn. So I don't know what what do you think about that for Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Vanderbilt. Yeah, and it's almost like I almost wish we could start this conversation with because there's a couple teams. There's Oklahoma, there's Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina. You know, there's a couple of teams that don't have that that just glaring rivalry um, like like some of these other schools do. And um, so – but you're right. Vandy has to have three, so it's almost – Less to do with Auburn and more to do with Vanderbilt, in my opinion. Um, so Auburn, that that makes sense. They're not too far apart, you know. Uh, again, proximity here. Um, I probably 
probably said that word 15 times on this podcast, so you may want to edit that out. But I just learned it this morning, Mike. Don't ask me to spell it, but <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm going to go with it. Now, do I think that there would be better games on Auburn's list? Absolutely. But this feels like one of those situations that somebody's going to have to give a little bit. Right. Now, speaking of proximity, this was a tough one, Shade. Florida. Again, we already talked about Georgia. Throw them into the mix. Yeah. I think South Carolina makes a ton of sense. You know, that's, that's fairly close. They've been playing a long time. But here's one, and it it goes exactly to what you're saying. It's, it's hard to put all these puzzle pieces together. This one kind of on paper is going to make the least sense. But it's got to – we got to fit them with somebody. I'm going Florida and Oklahoma, which really is, is kind of odd, but – you know, we're talking two of the juggernauts in in the sport. Uh, I yeah. mean that 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 could be the next LSU Florida type matchup. I mean, we could get some some great games between those two. Um, I I just it kind of kind of ran out of room and I didn't know where else to go with it. So um, I don't know what's your thoughts on that for Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. Florida would have Georgia, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. Oh yeah, I'm with you, man. That's, I mean, it's going to be great, epic games. I I could say that, and uh, but yeah, no, I, I that's that's a tough one because, man, you think of all the good games, you know. I love Florida, LSU. I love Florida, Georgia. I love Florida, South Carolina. Hell, I love Florida, Tennessee. I, I as much as I, I I hate losing to that game. That's that's a tough one for me because. You know, I, that's that's what decided the East, it felt like, in the 90s, you know, in the 2000s. Right. So, um, Now, we could maybe throw in Auburn instead of Oklahoma, but then Auburn would be sitting here looking at Alabama, Georgia, and Florida as their three permanents. Hell, they were already bitching about Georgia. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't going to throw another one in there. So, yeah. Uh, I, I I think you're right. I think uh, well, I'm gonna hold off on Florida. I want to see what else you got here because I'm 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 stuck on that Oklahoma one. Right. Okay. So how about Georgia? We, we already talked Florida. Who did you wait? Who did you say LSU? Uh, who was in their pod? Have we done them yet? No, not yet. Okay. So clearly you don't have LSU in Florida. Right. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've already got Arkansas and LSU. And I, I yeah. said, we'll flex that one up Thanksgiving to make the Razorbacks happy. Yeah. Jimbo has already said that LSU and A&M will be playing in a pod. Right. Again, maybe he's completely wrong, but I don't know why. I don't believe he would have said that unless he had knowledge of it. <laughs> I mean, why would Jimbo lie, you know? Why, why would you? I mean, he had 500 papers on the sideline. Maybe he didn't read the right one, you know? Did you see his play calling this year? Maybe yeah. he was wrong. No, and, and The other one I have for LSU is Ole Miss, which had his, you know, that's a rivalry, oh, yeah. and, and they're, yeah. they're border. So maybe you, maybe you switch out. Ole Miss for Florida, I don't know, but then, but then yeah. you got to, then you no, got to figure I mean, it out for Ole Miss, you know. You got to, you got to give up, man. You, that's the thing. We got to give up some stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're on. I think you're on to something there. All right. So, how about for Georgia? We already talked Florida. They got to play Florida every year. Yeah. Auburn, 
That's they've been playing a yeah. hundred plus years. We've got to keep that one. And then the third one, I put South Carolina because I think that's a nice little budding rivalry yeah. border. Uh, you know, Shane Beamer. You know that that's that's becoming something good there. So if I'm a Georgia uh-huh. fan, I think I'm pretty happy with Florida, Auburn, and South Carolina. Yeah, I think I think you nailed this one here, and that there's something about that Georgia South Carolina right there on the line. So uh, a lot of fans. I mean, that is a you know obviously the rivalry's been going more Georgia's way, but you saw them coming out of the woodworks when they missed that field goal. You know that one year. So uh, I like this one, Mike. I do. I think this is a good one here. All right, how about Kentucky? And, and apparently, Shay, this is the the team that's going to be toughest to talk into going into the nine game schedule. So. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but maybe we got to throw them a bone to to get them to commit to it. Kentucky, I've given them Tennessee. We already hit on that. That, that yeah. seems that's a great game. Vanderbilt, of course, they've been playing for for many years now, and yeah. Ole Miss, which doesn't make a ton of sense. They did play last year, but Oxford and Lexington, that's not that far of a drive either. So, I think that's a three that Kentucky, if they had to go to nine game. I think they'd sign off for Kentucky, or excuse me, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, man, I like that South Carolina matchup, though, you know. That was a good one. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know. Um, I would prefer Vandy, Tennessee, and South Carolina, but I, I think, I mean, again, here we are. We're, we're, we're at, that, at the bottom of the barrel, and you got to – you know, pick a home for this team. So it's not so much that Kentucky doesn't have options out there. It's just that some of these other options don't have anywhere else to go. So, um, yeah, I guess I could I could be convinced that's a good one. I'm just I'm I'm a little torn. I, that Ole Miss, Ole Miss Kentucky does. Don't get me wrong. We've had some great games watching them play against each other, but it doesn't scream to me rivalry. You know, right? No, I I see you. That that's a tough one. You could talk me into that for sure yeah, like what what about the florida um what about florida and kentucky i mean that one's been such a good one you talked about oklahoma yep. why don't we do florida gets um so they get yeah so kentucky gets tennessee vanderbilt and florida hmm hey think about it just you might you it. might be improving this list as we're going through it <laughs> So I, for, I just I love that game, man. <laughs> Early in the year, I hope they would keep it, you know, like that. I just, yeah, it's it's been very exciting to watch here the last few seasons. So we, I kind of already hit on it, LSU, but I'll do it again real quick. Ole Miss, A and M, that's what, according to Jimbo, and Arkansas on Thanksgiving. I think that'll that'll feels like the three for LSU. Ole Miss, we got to keep the Egg Bowl, so Mississippi yeah. State's on there, LSU's on there. And yeah. I got again. I got Kentucky, which that may or may not be the pairing. But again, I think Ole Miss Kentucky. That's I think that's a fairly even battle that uh, that both programs would sign off on. Yeah, well, I mean that's not bad. I, um, I if in my on my list, if I'm moving Kentucky and Florida, I would I would consider. I don't. I mean we're we're going to get to Oklahoma here, but you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the closest SEC team to Oklahoma, ain't it? Well, I mean, other than Texas, I guess. Uh, that would be the other one I would consider is maybe moving them out there 
I mean, Ohio, that would be a fun game, man. Old, oh. you know, Lane yeah. Kiffin showing up to uh, out there, in Norman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that may be a hell of a matchup. So, yeah, uh, you could talk yeah, me into that, that too. That, yeah. Okay. All right. So Mississippi State again. Of course, we got to have the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. We already talked about Alabama. Yeah. And then Jimbo says it's going to be A and M. So right there, that's that's their three. That's their three. I mean, can't argue with that one. And they, hell, they they've owned Jimbo, so they're they're probably not happy with Alabama, but they'll take the other two. Absolutely. So read that one to me one more time. Mississippi State will have Ole Miss. Yeah. Alabama. And Texas A and M. Man, they they keep getting it, don't they? They can't get out of their own way. They're looking up Tennessee's pod, and we got Vandy, and we got Kentucky, and they're playing. Oh, national champs. Okay, you know. <laughs> you know what's crazy is is when you when you were talking Tennessee earlier, and you took Georgia out of the mix. I immediately got excited, you know. I was like, oh, shit, we ain't got to deal with Georgia. That would be awesome. But don't forget, when we go to this pod thing, we're playing Georgia every other year, you know. So even though you may get a year off, you that that just means they're rolling into town the next season. So uh, you're not really able to hide from, from some of these SEC opponents anymore. Right, and, and probably the year you don't get Georgia, you, you get, you know, Texas, Florida – LSU, yeah. you know, on and on and on. I mean, it's it's a damn murderer's row every year. Have we seen the last undefeated season, Mike? Have we seen it? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you, the knock when we were talking Georgia last year was the scheduling, and we're looking at it, and we're like, where is the loss? You know, they're not playing Alabama. They're right. not playing that uh, was at LSU, you know, or any of these. They weren't doing that, and. And so that's why I mean I put a lot of money on them when I think the I think the the bet was uh 10 and a half was the spread to start of the season man I put a shit ton of money I'm like dude they're going to win 11 games easy so right. um it, it's it's going to be far and few between we may I mean next year may be something but after that it's going to be really really tough to see any undefeated teams going through the SEC Yeah not only that Shay but the teams that you 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 look at and say that you know Alabama Georgia LSU teams that could run the table they are loading up with Clemson yeah you know uh, Notre Dame uh, well Oklahoma and Texas of course they're coming into the league now but uh, Southern Cal I mean it goes on and on and on I mean they are beefing up their non-conference because they knew the playoff was going yeah. to be expanding. So I think the it's smart the way a lot of these teams are looking at it. We may not be able to survive this murderer's row of the SEC in, right. in, the, in the years to come, but if we have a win over, you know, if we have one loss in the SEC and we beat Southern Cal and Notre Dame and Boston College, you know, that's a hell of a resume, you know? Yeah, it is. And I think that's what you're what you're going to be doing is is beefing up. You're getting your wins outside the conference against other serious opponents. You have to, right? Because you know, I, 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 and I'm not knocking TCU or anything like that, but you know, here's a team with a great record, but they got their ass destroyed in, in the in the championship game because, and I think that was important because 
you know, when these guys get into that office next season and they're voting for teams, they're going to be a little bit more hesitant bringing somebody in there because there was lots of money. I'm talking tons of money lost because nobody was watching that game past the, the halftime. Well, if they're not watching games, they're not watching commercials. And if you're not watching commercials, they're not making money. So money drives this league. And and, and I think there's going to be a – you're going to see a little bit more of that in the future. It's not about – wins and losses as much as it is who'd you played how was it how close was it you know you're going to see a lot more of those proc ah, i almost said it <laughs> one of those close games you know what i'm saying like you don't have you you, you don't have to go undefeated anymore right but you cannot afford to be blown out you know yeah all right Shane, almost done with this list here missouri so we've already talked about arkansas that makes a ton yeah. of sense for them Oklahoma, I think that's a natural, you know, they, they've got the history with them. So that makes yeah. a ton of sense. And then this one, you, you, you may want to correct it. You may want to change it. But I got Missouri and South Carolina, the battles wow. of Columbia. Columbia yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this, I'm glad you said that because I love that. I do. Obviously, they're not too close together, but it's just there's been so many great games come out of this thing and, and right. Mizzou's going to have to find a couple opponents, South Carolina, same thing, going to need some more opponents. And the way these two teams have been playing makes it better moving forward. So I like them in a pod. So Oklahoma, again, got to have Texas in there. Yeah. Missouri just said that that makes it all the sense of the world. And I have it as Florida, but you may have talked me into Ole Miss makes a lot more sense, yeah. but proximity but but even if it's not Ole Miss again I you could sell me pretty quick on Oklahoma Florida playing annually yeah. I just I think that that could become a, a great new series yeah and it's tough it, I mean obviously there's some some just like glaring you know opponents when you're talking Texas and, and Oklahoma and that's just something about the Sooners is a little bit tougher to pick and uh, I'm with you that third team kind of a wild card you're you're gonna you're just gonna have to make us believe that that's gonna be a good game, you know? Right. So for South Carolina, again, we got Florida, Georgia, and Missouri. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a Gamecock fan, I think I think you'd sign off on that. Florida, Georgia, and who? Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. I, this was the one I was thinking. Yeah. I guess at this point, Mike, we're so deep in this list. I'm going to have to go with it, brother. <laughs> Who's on first? What's on second? You're going to have some pictures of this because my brain is just like, I can just hear somebody now driving down the interstate and their 18-wheeler just being like, what the hell are they talking about? Who did, I thought Shane said they're going to play Vanderbilt. You know? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'll have to make some graphics or something about this one. But uh, we already hit on Tennessee. Sounds like you already signed off on theirs. Vanderbilt, yep. in-state opponent. Alabama, all the history in the world. And Kentucky, suddenly yep. a, a budding rivalry there. You hate to lose games like the Florida-Georgia game. I mean, those are great games yeah. too. But it, but like you said, hey, you're going to be playing them every other year. So it, right. you're not losing a ton of history. You're just you're just losing it on an annual basis. And, hell, if, if you're good enough, if they're good enough, you'll see them in the SEC championship. You could do that Absolutely. as well. No, I, th- I think I think you're right, brother. There's, 
you're going to play these guys twice in four years, so and, and potentially more, like you said, if there's an SEC championship involved. So, right, um, plenty, plenty of opportunities to to face SEC opponents. That's why the nine games was so important, man. Mm-hmm. Now Texas again, A and M makes all the sense in the world. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. we gotta play those, and then Arkansas. I think that's a win-win for for all those teams. Yeah, I, I do too, Mike. And golly, just I'm getting excited thinking about this. And are the pods going to have names? You know, I mean, they're going to have. <laughs> did anybody? I mean, we can't just call them pods. We're we're the podcast. You know, it's like they're going to come up. Surely they're going to come up with something, some sort of. You think so, or you think I'm just being stupid? <laughs> I mean, I, I you can't yeah. say pod one, and or are we just going to assume? Like there's no pot. Like we're not going to say anything about pot. Well, I mean, we got to reference. Well, them I, I don't. I don't think they they want to do it that way, Shane. Because they're what they're afraid of is like, well, this pot is clearly the best, and uh, you know, yeah. Alabama won it. We finished two. What yeah. you know, and then pod number six or whatever. They're like, well, what the hell? We, our pod champion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I think they want to get away from that. No, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But no. the fans are definitely going to name these things. Hell yeah, I'm already trying. I'm already trying to name it. You know, <laughs> we got Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. So I mean, there's nothing fancy there. So um, I'm just trying to think. Of, like you know, never mind. My, my brain's at it's, it's at the end of the night. You know how I get. Mike's like, damn, I'm going to have to clean him up again. <laughs> so A and M again. This is. Straight from Jimbo, so I, yeah. we're assuming it's accurate. A, Texas A&M will play Texas. Yep. LSU, who's ba- basically their main rival now in the SEC, and Mississippi State, which you know, doesn't make a ton of sense, but they've been playing annually, and, and maybe again, you don't you don't want to give someone three juggernauts in in yeah. your pod there. You know what? Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I mean, clearly, this is what the list is going to be if Jimbo. I mean, Jimbo could have been lying to us. I don't know. You know, I mean, he could be. But if he's not, I think this is a good list. Last but not least, Vanderbilt. You got Tennessee, in-state uh-huh. opponent, Kentucky, and Auburn. I think he, I think Vanderbilt would be happy with that three. Yeah, Vandy will take that. Vandy will take what we give him, you know. <laughs> If they're not going to take football serious, <laughs> then we're not going to take their pod serious. <laughs> well, buddy, uh, uh, we're a little bit longer than anticipated. Well, really, it was like 20 minutes of trying to set this bad boy up. I don't think we've got near as long as it feels like. But, uh, man, I, I, we could talk about this all off season long. And, yeah. and like I said, they're, they're anticipating that they're going to uh, kind of uh, come to this agreement I mean, we're not talking yeah. years. They're they're talking weeks. They're going to figure all this out. So, uh, man, I can't wait to see. You know, we're going to be there's going to be arguments and discussions. Why yeah. is this team here? Why is that team there? I can't wait for yeah. it. You know what? And, and Mike's going to have this thing all dolled up and put on the twitters tomorrow or today if you're listening to it. Yep. And if you thought of something if you thought a, a rivalry that should be in the pod list that maybe we didn't touch on. Let us know. Uh, jump on there. I am curious because we don't know the answer yet. We're going to find out pretty damn soon. But I'm curious to make that argument on why this team should be in and that team should be out. So 
uh, that SEC podcast on Twitter. Check us out. Be sure to comment, and uh, we we definitely like to interact because I'm I'm always curious fan perspective. You know. Yeah, no doubt. Well, buddy, I appreciate you. As always, hopping on the line. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. You got anything else before we hop off the line? No, man. Uh, I mean, just get on the to- YouTube. Be sure to subscribe there and uh, give us a like and follow. That thing's taking off, apparently. <laughs> you know? I don't know. You know, That's what Mike's telling me. I don't read the comments, so don't say anything on there. That's what Rogan says. Don't, because they will rip your heart out. <laughs> so, But if you need me, I'll be on Twitter. So... <laughs> But anyway, I hope you're not in the doghouse like I am, but I got to get out here and make make this thing up, Mike. So uh, I'll see you. What, what are we going to – we're going to reconvene tomorrow, right? Um, well, I was thinking the next one we do would, would be Sunday. Oh, see. He's had enough of me already. <laughs> Doesn't even need me. You know? I'm just – I guess somebody backed out and he couldn't have an interview with him. So he's like, hey, Shane, are you busy? <laughs> I think you could text my brother in Ukraine, like, you know, is there a chance between bomb drops that you could come on on the show? <laughs> Worst case scenario, I'll ask your brother Shade. So, uh, no, I'm messing with you. Yeah, okay, well, uh, no, I, so what, what do you got planned tomorrow? What what, are, what are the listeners got in, in store for tomorrow? I've already got one guest lined up. I'm trying to get okay. another. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we got some, some great shows to close the week strong. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a slow time. So we got to think of yeah. creative ways to, to come up with some content. And I think yeah. I've got uh, two excellent shows lined up for uh, two specific SEC fans. But I think all SEC fans will get something from it. But, uh, yeah, so that's just a little teaser for what's to come before, uh, before we see Cousin Shane back on the show. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll be floating around. I've been listening the whole time, you know. So all them jokes you made when I wasn't here, I heard every one of them, Mike. But all right, brother, I'll cut it there. I appreciate you. As always, appreciate each and every one of you. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. <laughs>